Welcome to another edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Turkin, alongside my partner, Joe Serrera. It's time to preview third-round matchups of the NCHSAA playoffs. We'll start with the surprise team in the playoffs, Grimsley. We'll head on the road and cross the county line and uh, reach East Forsyth before they uh, hit the Business 40 tie-up and traffic in downtown Winston. So uh, the Whirlies go to Forsyth County. They're going to match up with a team that's undefeated in East Forsyth, a squad that really hasn't had any trouble with any team this season. What can Daryl Brown's ball club do to try and pull off arguably the biggest upset in the playoffs. Yeah, they've got to play better than they did when they're in their regular season meeting. Uh, East Forsyth dominated that game 52-21, and it wasn't really that close for most of it. Grimsley has to keep East Forsyth's offense off the field. They have to be able to control the ball, possess the ball, run some clock. Quan Norris, they're back, over 1,200 yards, 15 touchdowns. He's the guy that they're going to need a big game from, but... Even more than him, they're going to need to play well up front. They're going to need to be able to create some space for him and get that East Forsyth defense blocked up, and that's a lot to ask. And if they can, and East Forsyth has the ball for any length of time, this is a team that's averaging 44 points a game against a pretty good schedule and is just rolling people. Uh, Todd Willard really has a strong team this year, and you know this, this might be the year that he gets a state championship in Class 4A rather than where they've been playing a lot in 4AA. To me, the only question with East Forsyth is that they're a little bit inexperienced at quarterback, uh, a sophomore there, Lyles, and that's that's going to determine to me how whether they can win the state title. If he plays smart and steady and manages games and hits a big play here or there, that's going to be a tough team to beat. You know, I, Grimsley, I think... Getting to this stage of the playoffs, they may even be a little bit ahead of schedule as to where we thought they might be this year. We thought they were going to make the playoffs, but a really good win last week over over Mooresville. They dominated Mooresville 27-7, ran the ball, uh, just played a really good football game, and it's still a relatively young Grimsley team. A lot of juniors and sophomores on this team. All the work that they put in in the weight room the last few years is starting to pay off under Daryl Brown. and. While I don't think they're going to beat East Forsyth, I think it might be a bit closer than that first meeting. Uh, let's talk about the process over at Grimsley. You bring in Daryl Brown. The program had fallen on some hard times, and he asked everybody to give him a few years to turn this thing around. That There were some fundamental changes that needed to be made, and now you're seeing those things pay off. Do you feel like this is a lesson for some fans that they could even carry over to their college teams that there is a process to this thing. You do have to wait a few years to see the turnaround, but if there is some progression being shown, to back off a little bit and maybe let some things come to fruition. Yeah, I don't think it's the nature of the beast these days with social media, with with Twitter, with everybody uh, thinking they're a coach and criticizing and everything. But yeah, it, if if a new coach is brought in nine times out of ten, it's because things are not going well, that there are issues, and you have to give that coach a reasonable amount of time to address those issues and try to build something. Try to it's a catchphrase, but change the culture. And that was a process at Grimsley, and it's been a process at a few other schools where you know people haven't haven't necessarily given coaches the time that they need to do it. But you know, I think the, a couple of things work in Daryl Brown's favor. One is all the success that he had at Southern Guilford. Anyone who followed them at all knows that he's a good football coach. He's got good people around him, a good staff, and he's got a plan. And things are going to get better. And 
he said the support of the administration there, and that, that's huge. If the administration isn't supporting the coach, it's that much easier for a couple of, of fans or parents or whoever to try to run a coach out quickly before he or she has had time to develop the program in their sport. Uh, let's move to Class 2A on the western portion of the bracket. Number three, Burnsville Mountain Heritage, and uh, number two, Reedsville. The Rams continue their dominance to the state of North Carolina. Yeah, uh, their win over East Rutherford uh, last week was very impressive. That was a pretty good East Rutherford team, and, and Reedsville just, just rolled them. Uh, the theme for this week, and, and, and a lot of the playoffs, but especially this week, has been rematches. Grimsley and East Forsyth obviously met during the regular season. Reedsville had to beat a very good Mountain Heritage team uh, last year in the regional final, 27-20, to get to the state championship game, which they subsequently lost in overtime, but Mountain Heritage, you know what they're going to do. They're going to run the football. They're going to run a lot of a lot of option, read, zone read. They're going to run the football. That's what they're committed to. Their coach, Joey Robinson, had a quarterback there. His son, who's one of the all-time leading rushers in the state now after, after being a part of that attack, he's graduated, and they're still running for over 300 yards a game. Reedsville knows what they're going to be facing. They saw them in the playoffs last year. They know what they have to do. They can't afford turnovers. They're a little bit young on the offensive side of the ball. Sophomore uh, Kyle Penix, at quarterback, he's got to be steady in this game, manage the game, let the rest of his team make plays, get ball, the ball to the right people, and their defense has to slow that running game. If, if Mountain Heritage gets up on them, it's going to be a tough night for Reedsville because Mountain Heritage will hold the ball. Grimsley's game plan to, to beat East Forsyth, hold the ball, possess the ball, make you – get impatient and take chances when you get the ball back, and that's tough to overcome. It's important for Reedsville to get a lead early, not have to play from behind, and and to control that ground game. You know, people tend to discount the lower levels of the state of North Carolina in football, the, the two A's and the one A's. But uh, I seem to remember a pretty good running back coming out of uh, two A school. Uh, I think his name was Todd Gurley. He was a pretty good <laughs> ball player for Carborough. Carborough. Uh, Carborough. Yes. Me. Yes. Uh, you can't, and that, that's that's high school is the cradle yeah. of, of great running backs. You can't you can't discount this level of football. Reedsville has put a bunch of guys in the NFL too, and uh, what. Jimmy Teague and the Rams have been able to do obviously you know all the state championships it is what it is everybody knows about it but what they've been able to do to consistently churn out players it has been just amazing to watch and uh, it would be cool to see those guys win a state championship this year especially uh, no one really knew what they had because they haven't really played anybody during the regular right. season and that was not by design no it was part Partially because of the way that things work up in Rockingham County, where you have to play all the schools around you right. uh, for for revenue purposes, and right. that's understood. Sure. And then Northwest had a down year. That's usually the four A school that they play. And and that down year for Northwest, that's still the only team that's beaten Southeast Guilford this year. Right. And so you know, Reedsville, it's not like they don't try and schedule comp up you know upward competition. Yeah. It just this year it didn't seem to work out that way. Uh, I'm excited to see what this Rams team can do because we don't really know what their ceiling is at this point. Yeah, and you know, you talk about about people maybe looking down their noses a little bit at the two A's and the one A's, especially the two A's. There's a lot of talent there. The coaching, you know, Joey Robinson's been at Mountain Heritage for a while, had a great program. Jimmy Teague, obviously, at Reedsville. Doug Robertson, during the, during the three years he wasn't there, you know the, the coaching is great. The talent is really good. It's it's the depth a little bit. They don't have quite the numbers that the, the big three A's and the four A's have. 
and maybe not so much size on the line, but their athletes are really good. They're well-coached. They're committed football players. These are year-round football programs. They take their stuff seriously. You know, all you have to do is go to a game in, in Reedsville at Community Stadium. You know how seriously it's taken up there. And the schools out in the western part of the state, like Mountain Heritage, same way. I mean, it, it, it's religion for those folks. And they're committed, and their teams are good. Our next and final game we want to preview uh, is a tale of, uh, of two very different programs right now. Southeast Guilford will host Dudley uh, Southeast though continues to find a way of win trending downward and Dudley really trending upward at the right time <laughs> for a team that really no one gave a shot to here they could easily find themselves in a state championship game in a couple weeks yeah I mean everything has fallen into place for Dudley I was down in Sanford for their uh, first round matchup with a previously unbeaten Lee County team and they came out and played Dudley football, played defense, hit, hit a couple of big plays uh, through the air with uh, Taiwan Young Finding Mike Wyman early on a deep ball and then a screen pass for a touchdown. And that really gave them a boost. But they're playing pretty good defense, good enough. They're forcing turnovers, which is huge. And they're they're just playing their best football at the right time of the year. And, you know, they've played Southeast already this year. Talked about the, the rematches this week. Here's another one. It was a 22-12 win for Southeast at Dudley. They played each other in the regular season in the playoffs last year with Dudley winning both games this year. I don't know if we'll have a sweep. Southeast struggling a little bit offensively in the playoffs. I think that's where where they've they've dropped off a little bit. Talked to Coach Kennedy Tinsley, who's a Dudley alum, uh, after last week's win over um, Eastern Guilford. And he took a little bit of the blame for that the offensive struggles. He said, I think I've been too conservative. i got to let him play a little bit more. We came in you know, the last couple of games, the two playoff games, with a game plan of playing defense and playing smart and taking advantage of mistakes. But he said he felt like he had to turn his guys loose a little bit more. We're going to see if that happens this week. But you know, th- this is a great matchup. And you know, Southeast beat Dudley during a regular season for the first time since 1983. So uh, that was a huge step for that program. We're going to see if they can take that next step on Friday night, get to a regional final. For Dudley, the lowest-seeded team remaining in the playoffs, the number 14 seed we talked about when the brackets came out, that 3AA East was deep and loaded, and you got a number 14 seed playing in the third round for a chance to go to the regional finals. That's the proof of it right there, and they're playing, as you said, their best football of the year right now. We'll have plenty of coverage coming up uh, throughout the rest of the week, and especially on Friday night. Uh, I know that I'll be out at East Forsyth with J.P. Mundy uh, covering that ball game. Joe, you'll be uh, over uh, at Southeast Guilford covering Dudley Southeast, and then I know that we'll also have coverage from the Reedsville game. Whether, you uh it's from our, our friends up in Rockingham or uh, or one of our guys that will be up there. Uh, we'll definitely have some coverage from there. So make sure you're following along on Twitter, uh, at Joe Serrera and R at Turkin35. Uh, visit hsextra.com for our predictions on the week as well as the scouting reports and all of your post-game stories and videos. We'll have everything for you and uh, get you ready for next week if uh, one of these teams does go ahead and move forward. Good deal. Looking forward to it. Should be another exciting week of playoff football. We'll catch you next week on the HS Extra Pep Talk podcast. Take care, everybody.